Why conservatives are normal, and why liberals are not. People on both the right and the left have noticed liberals becoming increasingly unhinged. Even people who have historically been liberal have had to ease out of the left. More and more people on the left exhibit erratic behavior and appear to be out of touch with reality. The problem is expressed as wokeness, and it is a spectrum of disorders that impact a person about as any mental problem can, without being designated a medical disease. Psychiatrists look into a person's medical history for signs of psychological trauma when looking for the etiology of a mental disorder. But socialism is more of a social disease than an affliction of individuals. The question that Moore ought to ask is what prompted a seemingly innocuous, even well meaning idea to metamorphize into a virulent onslaught against what used to be liberal values. Things like free speech and toleration have been abandoned, even attacked. Cancel culture is the left declaring an end to its traditional position on many issues. What is less liberal than a screaming mob attempting to shut down free speech? Yet, for liberals, this is not a question that makes sense. Reality is a continuum for liberals. Reality is not a construct composed of absolutes. There are no definitive qualities in liberal reality, there are only relative quantities. Even though liberals will claim liberalism and conservatism are different, the difference is one of degrees. Free speech is not an absolute, its value can be adjusted. Even private property is an idea that is on a continuum. Ownership rights extend from zero to infinity. To be for freedom of association does not mean the liberal supports freedom of association. For a liberal free association exists as a right greater than zero. Liberalism is better in the mind of a liberal because their version of liberalism more strongly supports things liberals like, whereas conservatives are stronger in their support of things liberals like less. For liberals, one's politics defines where one stands on a scale of tabulated differences. But conservatives have a different view of reality and politics. Conservatives may express the difference between themselves and liberals in quantitative terms, however, conservatives do see qualitative differences between liberals and themselves. Though conservatives have not been able to put their finger precisely on what it is that separates a conservative from a liberal, precisely. Conservatives know that whatever it is that defines a liberal has made them progressively unstable. If the above discussion has merit, it means conservatives represent normalcy and liberals are mentally unhinged. To make this a valid position, there would need to exist a qualitatively significant way to identify normalcy. Such a definition would be such that liberals would find themselves excluded by it. But as normal as it might be to assume there is such a thing as normalcy, no one has been able to point to it or define it in anything like the way it needs to be defined if it is to be a useful criterion for separating liberal from conservative. To be normal is to exist within a standard. For humans, who or what sets the standard? To be abnormal or to exhibit abnormal traits is to act in a way that puts one outside of the parameters of normality. In this view, normality is a range of behaviors within a particular range. Even by its own terms, the definition of normal seems arbitrary, like the age of majority. We know children and adults exist, but what happens when the one turns into the other? What are the criteria, or is it simply an age picked that appears to be, on average, a good approximation? 
But such definitions mean that one day separates a felonious act from a legal one. Tall and short are not qualitatively different, but we know one from the other because we have decided 5 feet 10 inches is an average height and normal for a man, and those below this are short and those above are tall. But height is different from weight, though both can be charted on their own customized scales. But even here the units used are arbitrary. There is no pounds or inches in nature. Normal, if it is to be defined in a useful way, must be quantifiable even while being qualitatively distinct. That is, normal must exist on its own discrete scale. Normal and abnormal must be divided qualitatively and quantitatively. To understand the problem better, a model of what we need is found in economics. Profits and loss exist on the same quantitative scale of values, but profits and losses are distinct qualities. One represents a gain of value for the business and the other a loss and potential bankruptcy. A normal person is a mature person. One can be a normal child, but to be normal in the full sense or unqualified sense requires the person is an adult. In fact, adulthood could be deemed to be the age at which one achieves normality. As a mature individual, the normal person reigns sovereign. Normal people are rulers of their domain, they have agency. Normal persons are not dependent persons. The victimhood of liberalism results in making the victim a dependent of the state. We can adopt the profit-slash-loss language of economics to the field of psychopathology. The neurotic is socially inadequate and so represents a psychic loss. The victim is a drain on the resources of society. The policy objectives of liberalism is to identify a victim, identifying justifications for why the person is excused from normality. Progressivism is little more than the attempt by liberals to eliminate normality as a goal. A society in which we no longer evaluate or scales anyone is a society devoid of norms and normality. Social relativist gives what they can and takes what they want. Nothing is normal and there are no expectations. There are only the inclinations and desires of the flesh in liberal cultures. The fully liberalized society is called communism. At this stage, all pretense at normality has been removed. This is why a centralized authority is important in a communist country. Someone has to actually make the necessary choices. Up to the full removal of social norms, we have socialism. For a socialist, there is no thee and thou, there is only the state. All in the state and nothing outside of the state. Socialism veering away from communism is fascism. The thinking of a fascist and communist is the same, but the packaging changes somewhat. Socialists that absorb all ownership into the center create a communist state. Fascists do not alter the economic structure to the same degree socialists do. Fascists prefer to transform private institutions into agents of the state. Socialists create bureaucrats, fascists create sycophants. But the result is the same. A normal person is balanced. This also has an economic parallel. Normality is a bookkeeping entry multiplied many times over and reconciled. A normal person is neither a borrower nor lender. Normal persons do not cause anyone to live on charity, but neither do they require charity to live. Charity is supposed to help not create dependency. 
Normal persons cannot exist in a liberal society under a socialist cloak. Liberalism precludes normality from existing. Liberalism prevents normality from functioning normally. To tax a citizen is to deprive them of normality. If the state takes what a person earned, then to that extent a degree of dependency has been engineered. Normality requires a free market. Free markets are devoid of regulation. Without regulation, the free market precludes or replaces the state. It is only by regulating the market that the state can acquire the resources needed by it to exist. Liberalism is a spectrum disorder. It requires the state to eliminate normality. The state issues laws and laws allow the state to regulate and overcome the market. This permits the state to extract wealth from those who produce it. To justify its regulatory activities and expropriations, the state has to find victims that need its help. The state must have dependents. These cover a wide range of possibilities. From claiming roads and sewers and other public works cannot be built without its regulatory work, the state turns all of us into its dependents. However, it will also claim it is needed to provide policing and financial assistance and many other things it may label as services. The state cannot build anything or provide anything. All it can do is identify victims and oppressors, or people who deserve help and those who deserve to be penalized. Sometimes this is under the criminal law, but this is also what happens as it pursues its social agenda. Someone is help and someone else is harmed. One is the deserving victim and the other the accused or offender. The state sees an injustice of some kind, and this requires a realignment of society's wealth. But it does not build roads nor do counseling. It does not do any work or service. The state identifies a source of capital and a need for capital. At best, the state is a broker that takes from a group and gives to another to facilitate an economic transaction. The state must replace the free market and the economic transactions of individuals to exist. This is not normal. Normality is a free market. Normality is me buying from you, paying the full cost of the goods or service you provided that I desire. In fact, at its most simple, normality is you and I helping one another out in a manner and degree that is equitable and agreeable to both of us. Any divergence from this is not normal and suggests a psychopathology in operation. A culture that condones or assists in the fleecing of a creator of value is an accomplice to a conspiracy to defraud. Any person or institution that makes one dependent or conspires to make one feel they are dependent and cannot function as an equal and sovereign being is criminally liable and morally degenerate. Normal persons meet as equals and can survive on their own merit. Divergence from this is abnormal. Those who conspire to reduce your ability to be equally viable as all other members of society are both evil and abnormal. Do not create, sustain or permit inequality as regards our sustainability. No one is mature until they are self-sustaining. That is the dividing line. The one who is a dependent is immature. They may be a normal child, but they are not and cannot be a normal adult.